0: Welcome to the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Carra, the podcast for Central Floridians who want to be in the know on what's happening in Orange, Lake, Osceola, and Seminole Counties. Sponsored by the Central Florida Homebrewers, the premier craft and homebrew club. Learn to brew beer, kombucha, mead, or make wine. Visit www.cfhb.org. Now, here's your host, Mike Carra.
1: Well, welcome back to our next edition of the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Kira. Today we're here at Dead Lizard Brewing in Orlando, Florida for the Central Florida Homebrewers General Membership Meeting. With me today is a member of the Central Florida Homebrewers, John Sather, and John's pleasure on you could... Join me today, and we get your wisdom and expertise on all of this. Uh, we understand that the Sunshine Challenge, you know, the big the, the big festival, the big competition, uh, you know, is it, a great time of celebration. So, first question is Do you have any meads that you're going to be entering in the Sunshine
0: Challenge? Oh, yes. Uh, I entered three out of the four that I was allowed to enter. So, I'm in uh, Oh, um, dry. Semi sweet, and then a uh, herb mead. I have three different ones in there, and uh, I have actually a beer in there too that I called experimental because I brewed it with my homegrown hops that I have at the house.
1: Oh wow! So, uh, John, we understand that uh, you know you've been with the club for uh, for a while, and give us a feel of you know we we've been uh, my dad and myself we've been in the, in the club for about uh, you know ten years now. But give us a feel of how were those you know early sunshine challenges i mean how how did it all
0: get started oh uh i thought you were in the club for 20 years i've been in the club (laughs) since 2002 or three or one somewhere in there i don't even know but uh the early ones were um all paperwork no reggie beer you know no automatic printing out of computerized Programs and stuff like that. So it was a lot more laborious as far as volunteers had to, you know, like with us, we have a president, vice president, and then events coordinators. And back then, you had to have events coordinators and stuff to run Sunshine so they could report to the president, which is now, with the lack of membership and, and the you know, the um, falling off of the, in my opinion, of the, the hobby a little bit, as far as um oh being i don't know how to put it It, it's like some people just don't want to be obligated to anything anymore and they don't want to have to go to a meeting every month and they don't want to have to go to an event they don't you know they want to just do whatever they want to do so it's tough now to get more people volunteered or involved to do it so back then though you had to you had to all paper-wise. You had to, you know, write it by hand. It had to go in. Uh, I, I remember Jim Gilson being the tabulator back in the day because you'd get the flight done, uh, you know, uh, and then the... the uh, Stewart would take the the paper over to the coordinator, the event coordinator, the, the uh, you know the and then the coordinator would take it over to the tabulator, and the tabulator had to be in a different room so that they didn't get involved with all the noise of, of judging and all the uh, you know the the rigmarole of it all you know, so. Uh, I remember a lot of times, like, Jim Gilson was trapped away in the tabulating room because he would always volunteer for it. Well, not always. He would kind of get volunteered for it. I think kind of like how Matt Huntsworth gets volunteered for Sunshine Challenge, you know. I'm not, not throwing any puns on there. I'm just saying sometimes, um, you know, you, you help and uh, then all of a sudden you're kind of expected to help. And uh, that's why I think a lot of people don't help anymore because they don't want to They want to commit. You know, they don't want to deal with it. It's not their problem in a way, but it is if they want to come meet in a meeting. So I'm getting off the subject maybe, but all I know is that the early Sunshine Challenges had a lot more volunteers, a lot more member uh, um, activity and, and participation. And that, you know, these days the computers have kind of made it to a point where uh The members don't really have to do much except maybe show up and judge now or, you know, come to the uh, ceremony at the end and, and, you know, cheer on the, the hometown club. You know what I mean? Something like that.
1: Oh, wow. And yeah, one of the things we want to mention, John, is I think back now you're doing live, in-person, judging, stewarding, you know, everything was done live. But I guess last year, you know, you did virtually. I mean, how was it virtually judging I mean it's kind of difficult sometimes because you know you can't send the beer through the computer you know you have to get this stuff and then you've got to go online
0: I mean you did that right sir oh yeah uh, I've done it a few times now and virtual judging is a little different than in-person judging First off, you don't have the camaraderie or you don't have the oh, I've seen him at the other, you know, at Hogtown or I saw him down in, you know, or up at Cast or something or, or Saw's, or who knows what, Sunshine, you know. You, you the you judge and the judging sheets are different. You don't get all the um, on the side of the sheet on the right right end when you write on the sheet, there's like a oh, a settle a settle uh aldehyde or um you know, finale or who knows what. You don't get all those descriptions on this electronic uh, virtual judging sheet. You kind of have to know a little more about what you're looking for and what you're doing. And if you don't have it reminded or something that would remind you of those, you, you kind of need the old sheet next to you as you're doing it so that you can, oh, yeah, that's what it is. Because, you know, not everybody's perfect in every freaking off, uh, you know, flavor or, or you know uh, a flaw or whatever so it's pretty tough to to um, judge on these electric sheets I mean it gives you a lot of choices and then it fills in in the comments and then you can put comments at the end of all these you know like if it's you know um, toasty or roasty or bready those all go in there and then you you know you know you put on what you know what it I always like to put in a description like you know the the the, the small bittering hop fades to a toasty roasty um a uh, caramel flavor that leaves you with a uh, mincy aftertaste. You know, uh, I like to do a description of what I get in the beer when I drink it, and it, sometimes with these electric ones, it's a little bit tough to follow through with that. I, and I'm a little inexperienced. I'm, I'm probably one of the most experienced around here uh, for doing it the last few years, but again, it, it, it's um, you don't get the flaws that you used to get where you could read and not have to, you know, come up with them more in your mind, and and you don't get the, um, you know, to style or not to style or stuff like that at the bottom, and you don't get the, you know, from 50 to zero and the counts down, you know, 50-45 is excellent, 45, you know, 40 uh, is real good, you know, 30 to twenties drinkable, and... Twenty down, eh? You know, you need to check your recipe or your uh, sanitary uh, you know, techniques. So that you don't get any of that with a, with a virtual with a computer. So yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, it'd be <laughs> there's probably going to be somebody who can write a program or whatever they call that, you know, uh, where they can pour some beer into a machine and it could come out and tell you what all the flaws are and everything else. I don't know but it hasn't happened yet so they still need us as judges to go ahead and do that and stewards to help us out.
1: Yeah, one thing, Jen, I want to mention about the stewards. I've stewarded by a data steward, and for those people that are looking, you know, to get involved in this club, stewarding's fun because, yes, you've got to, you know, you've got to pour the beer. You've got to do all the calculations. I use my phone, but you get to taste the beer, you know, and with everybody else. And it's neat because you, you get to see, okay, this guy, this judge is saying it's this, it's that, you know. And then you could say, well, you know, usually I don't know if steward, I, I never did as a steward and said
2: hey are you gonna
0: put that in? yeah well that you're not supposed to, as oh, a good, steward to step in there you know <laughs> but uh yeah but you hear them debate it and you right, hear them right. on their scores and stuff on how they you know uh, you know I, I took this off because it says you know style it says it should be uh you know more hoppy and it's not or it should have more body and it's watery or you know something right. so you that as a steward you can get You hear those debates that the judges come up because they have to come up within seven to five to three points per competition together. You know, so if I scored a 35 and the other judge that I have who might not be a BJCP judge, he might just be a, you know, a beer guy that knows a lot about beer. He might get 25. So we're 10 points apart. So then we have to get in there and start discussing. Well, how come you came up with 25, or how come I came up with 35? Well, I got this flavor, that flavor, this flavor, as per the style guidelines. Because, really, in these competitions, you're you're brewing to BJCP-style guidelines. Right. You're not doing this, you know, Jamocha, milkshake, you know, moon pie-type uh, beers. You know, you're, you're not brewing all these adjuncts that are out of style. According to uh, BJCP, you have to stay into these styles and their guidelines. Right. Uh, you know, one question
1: I wanted to ask you, uh, John. So, um, you know, initially, I know all the beers are, you know, anonymous, you know, who brewed what, but then eventually you'll find out. But my question is, do you ever get a, find a beer that is so great that you find the guy that, that, that brew it, maybe you want a medal, and say, you know, what was in that? What,
0: what made that so good? I want to brew that. Uh, good question. I have not personally... But I have had judges leave comments that they wanted me to send them my recipes. Oh, that... You know, and uh, my wife's like, what are you sending out all these recipes for? How come you're getting everybody all this? How come you're doing all this for me? How come you're putting that on your club website? You know, you look at now they're all beating you and all this and that. And, you know, I always think that whoever I helped make me's or beer, that I'm winning too. You know what I mean? I I always felt like I'm part of that, even though they might not give me credit as a co-brewer or something, you know. But uh, (laughs) overall... I really, I'm, I'm happy for the hobby. I'm happy for the, the clubs uh, and their prosperity. I want them to stay together. And, um, you know, I, I just think that uh, that's where I'm at with it. I, I would rather help and give it away, quote unquote, because I've made a lot of mistakes in the last 20 some years. I, you know, I had a lot of beers that I didn't know what was wrong. But, you know, you, know, you only really learn the flaws and the, 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 the problems with beer as you brew you know it isn't like oh uh, i i smelled that in some taste test kit that they're going to do at the you know uh, over here at the uh, or, uh, florida brewers guild next monday tuesday wednesday Oh, taste test. So now they know it. No. If they did all the work to brew it, to bottle it, to keg it, to, you know, ferment it, to bring it to to temperature and then drink it and find out there's something wrong with it, then they're going to find out why that beer turned out like that or that meat, or whatever. But if they just take a tasting or a little, you know, sampling test of floss, I don't believe that always gives them the uh, full realm of why that beer is like that okay uh, John and
1: before we uh, go I know you had made a meat I want to taste that is you know good stuff it's you know very smooth and you know it it, it warms you up but you know, it, it warms your heart, so to speak. But does it
0: burn it? You know, is that is that kind of what you're going for? Is it kind oh, of oh yeah, nice warm thing? I do not want a burny mead That's going <laughs> to yeah. burn from your back yeah, of your I throat like your all meads the way that are down. Not burny. Yeah, yeah. They get down to the bottom of your stomach, and then you feel them start warming up a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Down, they like warm a, you know, like but uh, yeah. Um, this is this one uh, is called um, Little Bee. Uh, and um, that that's... My wife likes to stop at a place up on 10 when she goes to Tallahassee to her mother's house called uh, the... I don't know, some little gas station called the Little Bee, I think. And uh, on occasion, she'll stop in there and get some some honey. And they usually have, you know, Tupelo or something there. So uh, I probably added some Tupelo to this one. but And I just named it Little Bee because it was off the Little Bee label of the honey. But... Um, this one here, though, it fermented out to you know. I like to um, ferment at room temperature, and a lot of times I'll do that with a swan. I'll put, I'll put ice. In. I have like a, oh, uh, an oil change little bucket thing, you know, a little uh, oil change pan, and then I'll put a T-shirt over the over the carboy, and I'll put ice in right after I make the meat, or right after I stir up the. Um, the, the, the honey and the water, and then I add in, you know, whatever I need, pH like baking soda or whatever to get it to 5.2, and then hit it with oxygen, and then I'll add the, the, the usually a dry yeast, which is a Lavin D47, and I'll ferment it at room temperature. So depending on the, on the season, some will be at 78 for the summer, like now, probably more toward 80, you know, because um, it hasn't rained much, and then <laughs> it gets hot in the house. But and I you know I was I was taught by Richard Nixon you know seventy eight in the summer and sixty eight in the winter back in seventy three when he said uh, all that about energy you know before the first gas lines of nineteen seventy four but anyway see I've been around a while Um, so uh, this one fermented dry or fermented out Uh, it it started about probably ten ninety went down to nine ninety. And then I had to hit it with Potassium Sobate. Uh, and if anybody needs to know this stuff, they can go on our club website and look under uh, Library or, or Media, and I have uh, the the what I do to make my meads on there. I've kind of made a little, uh, little presentation or a reading thing on how to, how to make meads in our clubs. So um, I have that there if anybody really needs to... Uh, Check on it, but but this one here, I, I hit it with potassium sobate. I, I back sweetened with one pound. I don't like to do more than three pounds of, of honey at, at any five gallon batch, even if it's you know under five, four and a three quarter to four, three pounds at the most. And this one, I I personally think I should have hit it with about two pounds instead of one, because to me it's a little dry. But everybody else here loves it, and they're telling me how, oh, it's still got a little flavor, even though it's dry, and it, you know it's nice and war- it doesn't burn. It just warms me up at the bottom, and so um, I'm just—I guess I'm my own critic. And uh, you know, for me, if it isn't outstanding, then it's not good enough. But most of my meats are pretty good, I have to say. Yeah.
1: Okay, John, any final thoughts
0: or anything else you'd like to mention here? Um, yeah, I again appreciate all you do for the club. Appreciate your podcasts. Uh, you know, Dead Lizard here has uh, some sort of a new projector that they put up here from the last time I was here. I missed the last meeting. Um, but, uh, looks like, uh, we're getting a little more open in this tasting room, which is nice for our club members so we can get a little more room instead of these two little jailhouse rooms they had here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but you know, they had like bars, you know, like like you were in a cell or something. It was kind of weird. Okay, uh, John, my g- guest had been John Sather from uh, the
1: Central Florida Home Brewers. You're listening to uh, the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Kara here at Dead Lizard Brewing in Orlando, Florida for the Central Florida Home Brewers General Membership Meeting. And please stay with us for our next segment of this edition of our program today. Well, welcome back to our next segment of this edition of the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Kara. As we are here at uh, Dead Lizard Brewing in Orlando, Florida, for the Central Florida Home Brewers General Membership Meeting. With me today is Dave Fetty, who is a national uh, judge. He uh, is uh, from the uh, well, the Chicago I- I Land area, and uh, he is here in Florida. And uh, so, uh, Dave, uh, so you're you're visiting. Why don't you tell us first of all what you're you're doing here, please. Well, actually, my wife and I
3: decided to buy a second home in Florida. Oh, okay. And we closed on it in March of 2021, and we live very close to Mystic Dunes Golf Course. We're just a stone's throw west of 429, a little bit north of I-4, and a little bit south of 192. Oh. Yeah, so we're down here. We came in this summer June 4th. And we're going back August 15th because my wife still works. She's a middle school teacher, and she resumes work in Illinois on August 16th. Oh, so, so we have a home here.
1: Oh, so you like snowbirds, sort of thing, or backwards snowbirds? Back- backwards
3: snowbirds. Yeah, folks okay. are saying in Chicago, they're like, "You're crazy. Why are you go to Florida?" in july i said well in chicago in july it's 90 and it's humid and in florida it's 90 and it's humid so we're going to
1: florida oh okay so uh dave uh, we understand that you're a national judge so tell us a little bit about what that means and what you do then with that okay what it well what it means is all that really says is that i had the good fortune
3: to score high on a test to become a judge and then i've worked a sufficient number of competitions to get the points to qualify as a national judge. That a national judge means you've done a tasting exam and an essay exam and have an aggregate score above an eighty percent and then you've worked at least twenty competitions.
1: Oh. Great. Uh, So, uh, you've done a lot of that uh, for a while then? I've been judging now for 15 years, and when
3: I first took the exam, at the time it was when you did the essay exam and the tasting exam all in one fell swoop. It was nine essay questions, and then you'd get interrupted while answering the essay questions and have to judge a beer on the fly. And then, so you had a tasting score and an essay question score to the exam.
1: So, I mean, Dave, for you, after 15 years of judging, do you still need to look at the book and say, oh, well, you got to judge this and this and that, or do you get to the point at some point where you just taste the beer and you know? (laughs) I I bring the guidelines with me
3: in a three-ring binder to every competition I judge at, and I open it up to the style that's in front of me, and I read the guidelines, and then I do my sniff and my sip. So I'm always looking at the guidelines that... uh, Although I have a decent memory, there's over 100 styles, and I want to make sure I do a good job with the judging, and I'm doing it as per the BJCP
1: specifies. And that that's the thing, Dave, about, you know, smelling and sniffing, because I'm sure that happens where you sniff a beer and it's like, PU, and then you drink it and said, oh, this is pretty good, so you really have to have all the elements, the smell t- test, the taste test, everything. Then.
3: Yes, yes, the, the initial, the first thing is the smell test, yeah. and then you go to the taste. Yeah. and uh, And you do the smell first, because some aromas can dissipate or disappear very quickly, so you want to get those right away while they're present. Oh.
1: So, I mean, for you then, uh, is there, you know, certain things, like you said, you know, you, you read the guidelines, but is there certain things that you just kind of know or y- y- you've learned or tips and tricks over the years? or? Well,
3: a tip or trick, one is smell immediately. Okay. And then cover the cup with something to trap any aromatics that might be coming out of the beer. And then the training that I had... I had the good fortune to be trained by some very good judges it's that in the aroma and the flavor I'm always to comment on something having to do with the hops the malt character and the yeast character and when I comment it's to put in an identifier like I smell biscuit or I smell grapefruit and then a quantifier that it's low medium high medium low so it's a quantifier and a descriptor for everything with hops yeast and malt and both the aroma and the flavor. And then that allows me, once I have those things written down, I can look at the guidelines and say, the guidelines say it's supposed to be medium bitterness. I identified this as medium bitterness. That's points positive for that beer. So it helps me arrive at a creditable score.
1: And uh, you know, I had asked John the question. I'll ask you the same question: Is it there ever a situation where you get a judge a beer and you say this is fantastic, this is such a great beer? I'd like to make this, and you track the guy down and you say, hey, you know what? What's the recipe for that?
3: Yes, because one of the things, the last paragraph on a judge sheet is overall comments, right? And in there, I can write, I love this beer. Please reach out to me. I'd love to get your recipe. And my email is on the judge sheet. That's part of the things that's on the judge sheet. And I've had people respond, and then we've ended up having an exchange. We swap recipes. I had a guy that he judged my beer in Pennsylvania, and he loved my beer so much. I sent him the recipe, and now we've become sort of like email pen pals. And I've even shipped him other beer that I've made from Illinois out to Pennsylvania.
1: Now uh, I understand, uh, Dave, with these judges' sheets that you know, if if the beer isn't that great, then you could put like, you know, what what was wrong with it, or you could put helpful hints and suggestions. Or yes, the
3: the judging isn't just about. Getting it's arriving at a score to identify who's going to be a medal winner. Right, some folks enter competitions because they may have a beer that confuses them, they're thinking, I something's not right, but I don't know what it is. Right, well, you can enter that beer in a competition, and one of the things as a judge that I'm supposed to do is provide the entrant with some feedback. It could be this would be a better beer if you increase the carbonation, or this would be better to style if it had less roast character, or I'm detecting some infection. You need to be mindful of your sanitation practices when you're making the beer so you can eliminate this type of off-flavor, right?
1: Oh, great, great. So so that's the thing, you know, to, to ha- so people will actually enter then these competitions just for the, the suggestions then, huh? Yes, yes. It's
3: not always to get a medal. Right. Folks will enter beers to get constructive feedback and perhaps guide them in what they can do with their beer to make it better.
1: And one thing, you know, we heard, you know, Matt, I've heard, you know, through my brewing career, you know, when you're going to enter a competition, if it doesn't necessarily taste like, you know, what it's supposed to be, and it tastes like something else, enter it in the category that it tastes like. uh.
3: That would be correct, right? Because as a judge, I have to match the beer to the criteria provided by the BJCP. And so it can be a great beer. But if it doesn't match the guidelines for that particular substyle, it's not going to perform very well score-wise. In fact, one of the things I can do as a judge is, in the overall comments at the end, is suggest this beer I think would do better and score better as say an American porter versus say you've got an entered as an
1: English brown. Right. Yeah. So so that that that's the thing. So I mean. Is there situations where, you know, you try it, you know, you judge a beer and it it's something, you know, that, that should be entered. Do you put in the judge's seat that says next time enter it as this or as a porter or? Yes,
3: yes, that's in the overall comment section at the end. I'll I can if I believe that from having judged the beer, I'll be tasting it thinking, wow, this is much more like as I said, an American porter, yeah. it's really off-style for an English brown. Right. Enter it as this, and this beer will perform better if that's what you're wanting to do is getting medals and such. Yeah.
1: No, I was just going to ask, uh, Dave, you know, you're a judge, but do you also brew yourself then? Or? Yes, I do. Oh. And is there a certain type Please. of beer that you brew or it's a t- style? Or I
3: brew virtually everything but currently my interests lie in lots of lagers and I also do um, Belgian and British styles I can't tell you the last time I brewed an IPA or something because I can get one of those commercially so readily for example I just brewed this spring a style called a Kentucky Common and I brewed it because I read about it, it sounded tasty and I've never had one
1: at a brewery or a tap room I wanted to find out what's it like so you're in a very interesting position, Dave, because you know you're you're a judge, and then you're enter you enter your your, your yes. So it, it's it's you're on both sides of it. huh?
3: Yes, yes, which can sometimes have challenges because as an experienced judge, I can taste my own beer, yeah, and I'll know if there's flaws or if there's things that are good, and then when I enter it and I get feedback, I'll be like. Yeah, this beer doesn't have any roast in it, but a judge somewhere else is telling me I have roast. So, But you have to roll with understanding that all situations are different, all judges are volunteers, and I have to be open-minded about the feedback that other folks provide me.
1: Dave, do you think you place better in competitions as, as a judge, knowing what they're looking for? Or? Well, the only thing my
3: being a judge helps me with is if I brew a beer... And I don't think it's particularly good, which does happen. I'm not going to enter it in a competition. Whereas, the beer that I brew, if I think this is something that's pretty good for the style, I'll see what other folks think about it and enter it in other competitions.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, Dave. Uh, well, we appreciate your your time, and uh, you know. So we also wanted to mention that you've come to this meeting, you went to Brewers Anonymous. So, I mean, you've been having a chance to to visit uh, local, you know, brew clubs. Yes. Uh, The timing of
3: things, it's worked out very well for this brew club because I arrived on June 4th and I could attend the June 5th meeting. Oh, there you go. And then I also did the July 10th and then today's meeting brewers anonymous they meet the third friday of every month and i've only been able to attend one of their meetings while i've been in town um, so like for example their next meeting is friday the the 19th and by then i'll be back in illinois so but i've gone to two just this last friday they do a brewery exploration activity where every month they go to different breweries that no one's been to we've stopped at deviant wolf
1: oh yeah on friday yeah, yeah.
3: And then, I, then if I may, sure. we walked around the corner, and I found and discovered a place that's, for my version, I died and went to heaven. It was something called Buster's Bistro, and it was all these delicious Belgians they had on tap, and I was amazed, and I just can't wait to get back to Buster's Bistro
1: again okay uh dave so you'll be going back to illinois and then you you're 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 judging and you brew in illinois then or that is correct
3: i uh in fact one of my clubs i'm in in illinois we're hosting a competition that's october 1st i'm the judge director for that we've just went live yesterday for registration
1: okay uh, dave any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention
3: here Just that uh, for anyone out there that's considering this hobby, it's a great hobby. There's lots of good people that come to the table with this hobby. Everyone I've ever met has been wonderful. And it's just something that it's fun to do, fun to brew, fun to taste beer, fun to judge beer,
1: all things beer. Okay, thanks, uh, Dave. My guest has been Dave uh, Fenny, uh, home brewer and a national judge. And you are listening to the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Cara here at Dead Lizard uh, Brewing in beautiful Orlando, Florida, for the Central Florida Home Brewers General Membership Meeting. And please stay with us for our very final uh, segment uh, for today. Well, welcome back to our very last segment of this edition of the Central Florida Buzz with uh, Mike Kara here at... Uh Dead Lizard Brewing in beautiful Orlando, Florida for the Central Florida Home Brewers General Membership Meeting. With me today is Mr. Matt Hunsworth who is the uh, secretary of the education committee and I guess the Sunshine Challenge planning committee and uh, <laughs> it's coming along.
2: Yeah, I mean I don't know what at this point uh, the the, uh, the roles are so muddled it's whatever needs to get done. We got a core group of people that step in, and I'm in that group. Let's say that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Matt, Matt, it's great you're
1: here, and yes, the Sunshine Challenge is is coming up, and it, it, it is exciting. Well, first
2: of all, what beers are you entering? You know what? I I can't even tell you, and not because I don't want to tell you. I cannot tell you because I don't know. I am okay. as we are speaking. I still have three more beers that are fermenting that should finish out in the next day or two, and then I can keg them and force carbonate them and see if those are the ones I want to enter. I've got like nine possibilities of, I had to pick four of those. I don't know. I don't know what I'm entering yet. I will not know until the deadline of August 13th when I decide what bottles to bring. So I don't know yet. Oh, okay.
1: So Matt, uh, you know, for our audience that, you know, is always, you know, uh, interested in the Central Florida Brewers, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, Sunshine Challenge? Give us
2: a little re- review and, you know, what's going to be happening this year? It's one of the biggest events on the circuit. We have an entire weekend surrounding it with events. We have a A kind of a club night appreciation. We call it Belgian Beer and Stinky Cheese. That's the club event where we try a lot of Belgian beers and some really good cheeses. Uh, And then following that, we have a big dinner that everyone's invited to. Uh, It's a ticketed event because it's usually hosted at a venue of some sort. Uh, It's at Dead Lizard this year. We're doing a big Oktoberfest tent event with um all kinds of different german foods and side dishes and then the beer at inside dead lizard will be available to buy that's on friday night and then saturday comes down to the big award ceremony it's i think i mean i I love everything the entire circuit does but i really think that's the moment we shine as a club i think our event ceremony is kind of like the uh I don't want to say uh, it's not the apex of it because it's not the end of the season, but it's, it's one of the biggest events. It's a big showcase. It's a big dinner. We rent out a hall inside a hotel, and we just pack that place, and we give out the awards, and there's so much cheering for everybody because we have a lot of friends and a lot of other clubs. It's probably the best party of the year for the circuit, in my opinion. It's not the finale, but I think it is the best party of the season.
1: So today... Matt, you gave uh, kind of the beer school, the presentation for the meeting of, you know, beer judging and how this works. So, I mean, you know, we, we were talking to John Sather about, you know, kind of the history of, of the judging and how everything was paper and, you yeah. know, all these forms. And now you're, you're doing a lot of this uh, virtually. I mean, yep. f- for
2: you, well, how did you start? Uh, you know, the- I, I started on paper. I started there was no there was no electronic forms unless you made them yourself. Right. So it was all on paper, and I really love the evolution of the electronic uh, scoring system. It's not one that our club really has embraced yet, and that's fine. I mean, you know, it's not for everybody, but I'm glad that it's available along the circuit. But if I have to write out a paper sheet to do my part for the judging of the entire circuit competition, I'll I'll fill it out as well. So I'm I'm happy in both worlds right now. There will become, will, become a time... When I wanna do only everything behind a computer, but we're not there yet. <laughs> so I mean for you, Matt, do you judge yourself then? No, no. I mean I can well you not mean yourself. Uh, I mean do you judge beer? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Absolutely. Oh I thought you meant <laughs> yeah, to, like, I don't know. No, but no, just no, for our well, well I mean I do yeah, oh yeah. I've judged I have judged every competition except one this year. Uh, maybe it might be two by the time things are all said and done because of crossover time. But I judge. I try to judge at least one flight in every competition in a circuit. I, I judge throughout the entire season.
1: And yeah, what I was saying, that, yeah, the, the, there, yeah, do you judge? But yeah, not only can you not judge yourself, you can't even be in the same style. that
2: I can't. I cannot. And there's, it goes even further than that. I can't judge. The style that i'm in i also cannot judge anyone i'm affiliated with my wife's a home brewer as well so i can't judge any of her beers either so yes there there's there a lot of a lot of um uh, safety gates between judging and improper practice put in place that as long as everyone's following it which i see no reason why no one should that you have a very fair and honest competition
1: so, uh, you know, so for you, uh, Matt, uh, do, do you, you know, when, when it's time to judge, you know, you have your, 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 your book booklet there. I mean, you could see what, what needs to be there. It's always good to have it because you can.
2: Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's. There's almost 100 separate styles. I mean, yeah. I, I, if you tell me a style, I'll be like, okay, I, I know a little bit about it. But when it comes down to the nitty-gritty details, I have to look it up. Yeah. I mean, I can't memorize that much. I never could when my brain was fresh and spongy in high school. I couldn't remember that much that information. I certainly can't at my age now. So, yes, I do need the guide to help me through it. And the key to, under- to being a good judge with the guide is if you can understand what that guide is telling you... Then you're home free, and I think that's a skill I actually have developed over the years.
1: So we understand to let our uh, listeners know that uh, the Sunshine Challenge has gone through, you know, different... Challenges, changes—you know—they uh, oh, yeah. yep. you know started out with the big celebration, which yeah, you're doing yeah. now, and then went to strictly a kind of a, a, a you know judging beer competition. But it's it's not nice now that uh, you know it's it's back. You know, John was regaling us with some of the traditions. So is that is that what you're trying to do? Is bring
2: back those good old days? Uh, We're trying to usher it into a new age. Right. It's like we want to we want to do some of the things that we did, but we want to do them. Right. That's a Appropriate for the year. I mean, this club is thirty years old. Yeah. I mean, what do you do that you did thirty years ago? Yeah, exactly, right, right. So we want to we want to honor the tradition, but put it into a uh, event that is appropriate for the times that we live in. And I think we're we're headed in a, a really good direction with that. Great, great. Now the big question
1: is, you know, for our listeners, is any of this sunshine challenge open to the public? Yes.
2: Yep. Oh yeah, the award ceremony. Definitely is. And that is the big party. And if you have not experienced a room full of homebrewers winning a medal, then it is a unique experience. Let's say that it's never dull. There's never a lull. In that event, my wife and to, to kind of help sell that, my wife is the the uh, MC of the event. My wife has been in entertainment since the day I met her and beyond, since basically the day she's been born. So, we have probably one of the best presentations of the event. We have a room full of, of our brewers, which are ecstatic when they win. And we also tend to fill up the rest of the venue with a lot of friends from other homebrew clubs that we're just as happy as them, too. So, you have not heard that much noise from that few of the people ever it is a unique once in a lifetime experience so i would if anyone's even interested in beer homebrewing or what homebrewers do to celebrate their accomplishments i would say come out to this and you will not be let down
1: so, this is a, is a good thing for especially people that are thinking about homebrewing or people that are yep. starting to homebrew. I mean, this this is the, the ultimate. It's,
2: it's good for people that are thinking about homebrewing. It's good for people that homebrew and haven't entered a competition yet. Yeah, And it's good for anyone that's a fan of beer because that's another thing, too. I, I failed to mention that. I'm glad we're talking about this. Along with all the camaraderie and the fun, we are sharing... Uh, Gal- we are sharing waterfalls of beer yeah. commercial and homebrew and you're going to have beers at this event that you have never even heard of in your life so it's like it's a a beer fan's paradise
1: right uh, yeah. so so there, there there's uh you know the different uh uh you know events that during a uh, sunshine challenge and uh, for those who want to become a member i understand you know there's more member members oriented uh, events so yeah if you you you, and and one of the things too about uh you know you don't necessarily have like my dad and myself when we started this club 10 years ago
2: we kind of eased into to it and that's something that people could do absolutely oh yeah if you don't want to be in the middle of the the biggest the biggest spectacle we have and you want to yeah. Like, just dip your toe into it. Yeah. We have everything in between. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I would say if you want the full, if you want the apex of what it's like to be a Central Florida home brewer, Sunshine John the War Ceremony is by far your best bet. <laughs>
1: So right now, I think we're pretty much at the end as far as registering beers. I think my dad and myself, uh, you can't get a beer in. You can't start a beer right now. It's
2: a little tough. It's a little tough. I mean, there's some tricks you can do. You can do a very low alcohol beer and use some Norwegian Kvike yeast. Uh, You know, you're kind of rolling the dice on that. But yeah, I mean, if you haven't made a beer now, if you have a beer that's sitting on the shelf, you still can enter it as of this recording. You know, things change by day. But yeah, starting a beer right now would be a little tough. Not impossible, but a little tough.
1: And one thing I want to say, Matt, is you know I'm, I'm not not saying I'm hesitant, but I would. We would like people to join this club. You know, we we're happy to promote it. But you can actually register a beer under your own name,
2: uh, yep. not with the club. No, nope, you don't have to be with a club. You can just enter it on your own. Yep.
1: But, uh, you know, to <laughs> yeah, join this this club. But if it's a situation where you're not
2: sure yet and you still want to enter a beer, yeah. you don't have to be a member of a club. There's a very good chance you're going to get some experienced feedback entering it. And if you're not sure about where your beer lands on the scale of, of a, that style, that's a good opportunity to find out from an experienced judge. So that's always a good thing, too, regardless if you're in a club or not.
1: And one thing, uh, Matt, I I'd like to e- 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 reiterate, even though you know our I guests I mentioned this, and that is about you know entering a beer as in the style that it tastes like, yes. not necessarily. You know, yeah, is it? it's
2: so funny you you would ask me that of all things because I made an I made a huge batch of alt beer, which has always been my my bread winning beer. I've always right. won medals with it. First three competitions of the season, it has scored awful. And I finally sat down and read the notes, and two judges said this would score better as a Vienna lager. So I said, what the heck? And I entered it as a Vienna lager the rest of the year. First competition as a Vienna lager, silver. Second competition, gold. So yes, absolutely. Even though you were trying to make one thing, if it tastes like another, enter it as that, because that's what the judges are going to be trying to compare it to. And as a
1: judge, then, if uh, somebody miscategorizes their beer and uh, you say, hey, this really should be... yeah, this really should be a porter
2: instead of you know a stout or something. Do you put that in the notes? Yes, then? if I if I can if I can pick out a distinction between what the beer was entered as and what I think it tastes like, I will absolutely mention it because that's invaluable. That's yeah. I, 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 I I'm, and we just told the story twenty seconds ago. It's it's invaluable and it, it could make a, a huge difference in your season.
1: Okay, Matt. So again, you—you uh, you have the Central Florida Homebrewers have
2: a website. Yep. I guess you're the guy, the webmaster. Right now, I am. Yes, yes, I'm proud to be because our our old website needed some work, and I think we're uh, in in the 21st century finally. So yes, cfhb.org is that site. Great.
1: Uh, so yeah, so people can come to meetings. Uh, for our new listeners, it's every well normally every first Sunday yep. at uh, Dead Lizard. Sometimes it's it's
2: changed. So I will say, uh, anyone that's listening to this episode and uh, and within the month of August, the next episode, the next meeting, I'm sorry, next meeting is going to be very heavily. Sunshine judging focus. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. A real meeting so much. So you might want to hold off to October. Right.
1: right. So if yeah, you're new. If, you if you're the, new. If yes. you're new, but yep. if
2: you've already been. To oh, yeah. If, you're yeah. You if want you're, to just come back if if to you're become est- a member. If you're an established member and you're catching up, get here. We need your help. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, October would be a good time at that point. that you, you'll For be new back. people. yeah. For new yep, people. Yep. yep. I'd say so. Yep. Okay, yep.
1: Matt. Uh, any final thoughts? Anything? Uh, do you nope. need any help uh, from the community or any
2: businesses from the community for Sunshine Challenge? Oh, that's a great. That's a. That's a really great question, Mike. Uh, yeah, if, if anyone wants, if anyone that has a uh, that thinks their target audience is huge beer fans, it doesn't even have to be homebrew fans because we all love beer when they. Look at everybody in this club. We're all drinking a beer from the bar that we're at the tap room we're in right now. If you have, if you think you have a target audience that enjoys beer and you want to involve yourself, we have advertising opportunities. We have donation opportunities. Our presentation every category features a a brewer, a business uh, for a, a fee. So do not hesitate to. Write to officers at cfhb.org and we will find a good fit for you because we have a huge beer oriented audience that we can micro like we can like laser focus on with your with for you. So yeah, that's a that is a great thing that you just asked me, Mike. Thank you so much for that. Sure. Okay, uh, man, any now any final thoughts no. or anything else you'd uh, my, like to my my usual ones. Of course, first, thank you for having me. I always I mean to open with that, but I always close with that. Thank yeah. you for having me on the show and and uh, I don't know how more what more I can say that saying that home brewing is the best hobby you can ever partake into in your life. So, if you even enjoy any beer, at all you need to learn about homebrewing because it will change your life that's I, I i keep trying to sell it the best i can but man i, I don't know what else to say
1: <laughs> okay thanks matt my guest has been uh uh matt hunsworth who is a secretary and uh with the education uh committee of uh, beer with the Central Florida home Brewers uh, and uh, you've been listening to the bike uh, you've been listening to the Central F- Florida buzz with Mike Cara here at uh, dead lizard Brewing in Orlando Florida for the Central Florida home Brewers uh, general membership meeting and uh, please catch us again next time
0: You've been listening to the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Cara, the podcast for Central Floridians who want to be in the know what's happening in Orange Lake, Osceola, and Seminole Counties, sponsored by the Central Florida Home Brewers, the premier craft and homebrew club. Learn to brew beer, kombucha, mead, and make wine by visiting www.cfhb.org. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you back here next week.